before BSO, I was Michelangelo, the artistic flow coming from STM on the legendary shows. I knew I'd be a star, but did I know it wouldn't be from far? See, that's the big league, the radar online. I wasn't the undefeated, but I still was gonna shine. I took a few L's, took them shots like pop, but then I got my weight up, like Jason Witten or high. it like Ryan Hart, skipping Bailey, Shannon Sharp. Don't have to scream like Stephen A to get my point across. Jamel Hills won carry championships. They were quick to pull the gun, hoping Rob would quit. But 15 years later, Rob's still the shit. Rob's still legit. Rob's still on everyone's top of powerless. Rob is courtside. Rob is ringside. Catch Rob outside at the 50-yard line. Don't act surprised. Rob is a winner. George Steinbrenner cooking up these headlines. What you want for dinner? The Black Sports Center. You know who I be. Triple OG, the Ohio State University, that's who reps me, I love for a friend, I just murdered this track, caught at a dead spin, the headline king is back. Let me tell you guys a story, a history lesson if you were born in the 2000s or the the late 1990s. When I was a a teenager back in St. Louis, Missouri, there was uh, only a couple of of teams uh, that you really rooted for as a a Black kid uh, in the hood. You know, one of those teams, especially when we're talking about college sports, one of those teams were, of course, the Miami Hurricanes of the late 80s, early 90s, late 90s, and early 2000s. The U. Uh, if you were a black teen back in those days, Miami, uh, by default, regardless if you had, uh, you know, you didn't have to go to the school or had any alumni or anything, uh, you were by default, uh, you were for Miami, uh, the U. Uh, back in those days, uh, when it came to college uh, basketball, one of the teams that if you were a black youth back then, UNLV, the running Rebels with Larry Johnson, Stacy Augman, you know, those boys uh, back in the day. Uh, it's the reason that I still hate Duke uh, to this day, to this day, uh, because of my affection for the UNLV uh, running uh, Rebels. And, of course, the reason uh, that you had these feelings toward these teams back in the in the 90s, early 2000s, late 80s, uh, was because as a young Black person in the hood, uh, these teams were a reflection of you. It was like watching you out there playing, especially when they're playing against teams like Duke, and playing against teams like Notre Dame. Remember, they called it convicts versus Catholics. You know, it was a very divisive uh, time. You think 2023 is a very divisive time? Uh, If you were around in 1994, uh, it wasn't that much better, if any. But I would say the one team that universally was loved uh, by the Black uh, community, especially the young people in the black 
community, including myself, was Michigan's Fab Five. We talking about Chris Weber, Jalen Rose, Jawan Howard, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson, the Fab Five. Even their names sounded like just some brothers that you knew around the block. Ray Jackson. Jalen Rose, Chris Weber, Jawan Howard, Jimmy King. Everybody in the hood loved the Fab Five. They had the long shorts. They had the swag. They were five freshmen coming in to the to college basketball, just taking it over. I was enamored in my youth with the Fab Five. Big Chris Weber fan at the time. And remember, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri at this time. And once again, another reason why I will hate Duke, Coach K, Christian Leitner, even Grant Hill, because he, you know, he got to Mia too. Hate him too. Love Grant Hill. Hate him too. For what they did to the Fab Five. So in this climate of Loving the U, UNLV, uh, Fab Five. You know, this is the era of Biggie and Pac and Jay-Z and Nas, real Wu-Tang Clan, you know, real hip-hop. Even in my hometown, St. Louis, you had Nelly and Chingy, St. Lunatics. Coming out of Atlanta, you had Ludacris. You know, in the West Coast, you had two short E4. I mean, this was a golden age, you know, and I'm not even talking about Dre and Snoop, uh, Snoop Death Row. This was a golden age for a young black man. So you might wonder, <laughs> how did this, how did I end up at the Ohio State University? That's a very good question. It's a question that I get asked often. How did a, a kid from St. Louis, Missouri, end up in Columbus, Ohio? Well, the answer is pretty simple. Uh, after being in St. Louis for pretty much my entire uh, childhood, I wanted to explore. I wanted to get out of the, the city. I'd never really been anywhere before. So I wanted to go somewhere different. I wanted to experience something different. And honestly, Miami was actually a place that I thought about going to. But in the end, the reason that I ended up at D, Ohio State University, was at the time, my father, and by the way, I'm a junior. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> uh, my father, Robert, um, actually lived in Columbus, uh, Ohio. And he had lived there for uh, several years, uh, uh, for a long time. He had, had been living there for a pretty long time, maybe 10 years uh, at that time. So I thought in my you know 18-year-old wisdom that it'd be a good idea to go to the Ohio State University for a couple of reasons. One reason was I always wanted to go to a, a big university and a, a big campus. I always felt like if you would go to one of these big schools, you'll make the type of proper connections that could help you later on in life. And Ohio State, I believe, is the second or third biggest 
university uh, in the U.S. Secondly, I got in-state tuition <laughs> because my father lived there. Uh, thirdly, uh, it gave me an opportunity to to see my dad on a pretty regular basis. Um, and I really never got to see my pops on a regular basis when I was in uh, St. Louis. You know, he would come in for, for holidays and birthdays and, and things like that. So I maybe seen him, you know, two, three, four times a year. Uh, if I went to Ohio State, he would literally be a 10, 15 minute drive. Uh, for campus and I can actually spend some quality time uh, with my pops. And for those that uh, have a father or those that haven't had a father in their life, you can kind of understand why that would be important uh, for someone who was uh, turning, you know, 18 in their teenage years. With that being said, I was familiar with the Ohio State Michigan rivalry uh, because I was a sports fan. So, of course, I always watched Ohio State and I always watched Michigan. I had no particular affiliation uh, toward any school. One could even say that I was even maybe a little bit more uh, towards Michigan because they had uh, the brothers. <laughs> you know, they had Desmond, you know, Howard doing the the, the Heisman. Uh, but I, I I didn't have anything against uh, Ohio State because they had some some brothers you know that, that came out as well like Chris Carter, uh, Archie Griffin, things like that. So I, I really had no uh, affiliation or really a good feel for the rivalry besides the fact that it was a rivalry. So when I got to campus, the first day that I got to campus, and I got there early because. I figured because I was coming from out of state, I'd never been really to Ohio uh, before. I'd never been on the campus before. I hadn't been in tours or anything. It's a big campus. I figured it would be better, and they gave an opportunity for out-of-state students to come to campus early. So I got to campus, packed all of my, my stuff up in my dorm, and decided to go explore, okay? Decided to go explore. Well, back then, um, especially in the uh, late uh, 90s, uh, you know, jerseys, as far as just wearing your jerseys casually, you know, out in the streets, um, you know, not just at games, or in this case, doing Zoom videos, uh, was a big thing, <laughs> you know? So I had a ton of jerseys uh, back then. I had Deion Sanders, Cowboys, and 49ers, and Falcons jerseys. I had Jerry Rice. I had... Michael Irvin. I had Jordan North Carolina jerseys, Jordan Bulls jerseys. Uh, I had what time? What I had? I had uh, uh, who else did I like? I had a Kim Olajuwon jersey. I had baseball jerseys, Bo Jackson jerseys, King Griff. I had a ton uh, of jerseys. A full closet full of various college, pro basketball, football, baseball. I even I my, my one of my favorite jerseys was a Steve Eiserman. Uh, Detroit Red, Red Wings jersey. I used to rock that all the time because Pac had wore the, remember the Steve Eisenman jersey and spit on the thing. I used to tie my the, the little bandana on my head and walk around like I was Pac. It was a, a different time then. One of the jerseys that I had happened to be a Chris Weber uh, throwback Michigan basketball jersey. And on that fateful day, <laughs> I decided to explore campus in that jersey. Now, thankfully for me, it wasn't a lot of people on campus. Classes had started. But I walked from 
uh, my dorm, which were in the two towers, and anybody uh, that has been to Ohio State knows where the two towers are. I walked from the two towers all the way to the student union, which is on the totally on the other side. I walked you know, past the, the park, past the gym, all the way to the student union, uh, went on High Street. Uh, back then, I don't know if they still have it now. Back then, they had a really big record store. And believe it or not, kids used to have to buy like CDs. Uh, to listen. There was no, uh, no, I, uh, you couldn't listen on your phone. Uh, there was no Apple music. There was no Spotify. <laughs> uh, there, you know, none of that. You actually had to buy the CDs and put it in the CD in your car or put it in the, the, the big boom box, you know, CDs. We were past cassettes at that time, but we had to do CDs, right? So I'm walking all the way through. And as I'm walking, I'm getting glasses to the left, to the right. Getting glasses, left to the right, left to the right. Not sure why I'm I'm just walking. You know, I'm, I don't know. I don't know it's because I'm black. There's a lot of white people down here. I don't know what's going on. I'm getting glasses, left, right. Going to student union, give me something to eat. Glasses, left, right. In the, in the record store, trying to get, you know, my new record or whatever I'm trying to get. Glasses, left, and right. I'm like, what am I getting all these glasses for? I don't understand what's going on. Just walking around. What's happening? Did I make a mistake? And walking back, it's a true story. I'm walking back to the dorm now. Walking back to the dorm, it's a little later. So the light, you know, it's it's like what is this? It's September, October? What is it? No, September. We're on we're on uh, trimesters, so maybe it's September. So I'm walking back, walking back, and I feel somebody follow me. It's a couple of big white guys, <laughs> and they following me. But I'm like, well, maybe they're just walking back you know, to their dorm too. Maybe they got here early. But I feel them. I feel them, you know, it's like three or four big, big white guys. And they just following me. I'm just by myself, just out no have no idea where I'm going. There's no navigation back then. You navigated by, you know, sight. I can see where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Looking and I'm looking at these guys getting closer, closer. I'm going through the park, you know, closer and closer. And the next thing I know, this brother, I don't even know where he came from. Came from the side of me or somewhere. I don't even know where he came from. He had on a, uh, he, was, he was in a fraternity. I don't know which fraternity it was. I don't know if it was the, the Q Dogs, the Alphas. I don't know. So don't, don't, don't get on me about that. I'm not trying to disrespect the brothers. I know how sensitive you are about that. So the brother, he's in a fraternity jacket. He got all the patches and stuff. Kind of comes up to me. How you doing, brother? And everything kind of shuffles me off, you know, to the side. The, the white boys, they, they keep walking. Say, hey, man, what are you doing? I said, what, what you mean what I'm doing? So you just got, see, I'm, I'm a freshman. I just got here. My name's Rob. What, what's up? I said, man, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. I don't know. What you mean? What am I doing? What am I doing? I said, man, you can't be walking around here in the Michigan Jersey. I said, huh? He said, no, you can't. So Ohio State, man, you can't be walking around here in the Michigan Jersey. I said, it's Chris Rapper, five, five, brother. Put the, put the fist up. It's like, look, I get it. I like the five five too. You know, <laughs> you know, we brothers. I understand, right? But this is Ohio State, man. Yeah, whoop your ass for walking around in a Michigan jersey. I said, word. Say, man, don't wear that no more. He said, you got to wear a Chris Weber jersey. Get a go. At that time, I think he was with Golden State, or was he with uh, Washington? The Bullets. He was with one of them. I know he was with either Golden State or Washington, or one of them at the time. He said, hey, man, get you a pro jersey. If you like Chris Webber, get you a project. Don't walk around here with no Michigan stuff. But I had a lot of I had the other Michigan stuff too. 
So, hey, man, get rid of all of that stuff. Send it back home. He said, send it back home. He said, those white boys probably going to whoop your ass. They take it seriously around here. That's what I found out the first, the first day. Found out how serious the rivalry was between Ohio State and Michigan. And I was at Ohio State four and a half uh, years. I loved Ohio State so much. My dad actually got a new job after my freshman year uh, in um, in Louisville, Kentucky. And that was I thought about potentially transferring uh, to Louisville, to the University of Louisville, just so you know, because I could. I was a freshman. It was easy to transfer when you're a freshman. But I loved Columbus so much. I liked it. There. I liked the people there. I had fun there. It was, it was a good time. There. It was my city. <laughs> Um, and I made a little stake and a little claim in my city. And and I got into the rally. I went to the football games. I went to the, the pep rallies and all of this stuff. And, and I saw, you know, what was going on my last year. We won the national championship. I was there. Uh, last year, we won the national championship. The legend of Craig Krenzel <laughs> won the national championship. And, you know, I've been Ohio State through and through. And I can't tell you how much being a Buckeye over the years have, has helped me. When people see me in my Ohio State gear, no matter where I'm at, no matter what city I am, what stuff I'm covering, it's always OH, IO, it's always Go Bucks. It's always a conversation. How can I help you? You're a Buckeye. How can I help you? I'm a Buckeye. And I'm talking about from people as young as 21 years old to as old as 89. How can I help you? We Buckeyes. And I have extreme loyalty uh, to my school. And I, I came in on the tail end of the John Cooper era and the beginning of the, of the sweater vest era. So I've seen both sides. You know, most of my adulthood, you know, from the 2000s to now, we whooped Michigan's ass. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I was there. I was there at the time that we beat Alabama. We beat Michigan. We beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. We beat Alabama, backup quarterback, beat Oregon. I was there. That's my squad. That's my team. Care about my school. So I just, you know, when people ask you sometimes, you know, why do you have such passion for whatever you are? I did, don't think for a minute. I don't understand why fans don't have passion uh, for uh, a team, a player, whoever it may be. because. It's a big deal. And yeah, you should be proud of your fandom and your affiliation. So it's just a little story for you. That's just a little, a little story for you. Sometimes I just like to tell stories. That's all. That's to tell stories. So obviously, going back to the, the topic at hand, people want to fire. They want to fire uh, uh, Ryan Day. They want to get rid of Ryan Day, Okay. Uh, he's lost three in a row to Michigan. Obviously, that's that's unacceptable behavior. I would like to think that I'm one of the more rational uh, Ohio State fans and alumni. So, you know, my first initial thought, too, was I get to get him out of here. But I took some time and I thought about it, okay? I, I, th I thought about the entire situation. And I'm going to tell you why, for now, we have to show a little patience. Uh, with Ryan Day. So let's start with Jim Harbaugh, actually, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Harbaugh um, was hired as the Michigan uh, football coach 
in 2015. Okay. <laughs> 2015. Okay. So that is what is two is 20, that's eight years ago. Okay. He lost to Ohio State five times in a row. Okay. <laughs> five times in a row. We never beat him for the first five years of his career at Michigan. Five years in a row. He lost. Uh so 0 and 5. Let's just take that. He was 0-5. I know he had a better pedigree than Ryan Day, but we're just looking at the facts here. He was 0-5 before he's won, and really, the last two, okay? He uh, he wasn't there for this one, okay? In bowl games, it's 2-7 in the nine years that he's been at Michigan. In the college football championship, he's 0-2. Okay? <laughs> he's 0-2. This, this is what this is this is what's going on. These are facts, not fiction. These are facts, not fiction. So this is this is Jim Harbaugh's resume uh right now. Yeah. He lost, yeah, five times. Let's go over that one more time. Started off 0-5. It's 2-7 and seven in bowl games, nine bowl games. It's 0-2 in the college football playoffs. So even with these three wins, he's 3-5 and five against Ohio State. It's 0-2 in the, in the college football playoffs and 2-7 and seven in bowls. Now, Ryan Day, who did not have the same pedigree as Jim Harbaugh. It's two and three in bowls, one and three in the college football playoffs, and one and three against Michigan. So let's just look at this logically. It took Jim Harbaugh five years to figure out how to beat Ohio State. Two of those years, one could say that they had a little help. Those are facts. That's not fiction. That's facts. Two of those years, he had a little help. This year, one straight up as a favorite at home, as they should have. As a favorite at home, they won by six points. Ohio State had their chances. No excuses. Bad interception to start the game. Kyle McCord had us behind the entire game. Questionable TD interception call. But those things can go both ways. No excuses. Had an opportunity. And got the, the got it down to uh, three points. But eight minutes to go, just had to make a stop, get the ball back and win the game. Didn't get the ball back to... Uh, only had a minute to go, still had an opportunity. Throw an interception. Lose Fran Square. So the facts are Jim Harbaugh is three and five against Ohio State. Two of those wins are tainted. That's fact, not fiction. And one of those wins were without him on the sideline. He gets to the college football playoffs. He hasn't won a game. Ohio State lost to Clemson. 
in a game that if J.K. Dobbins catches a pass, they probably win. They can if the safe the the starting safety didn't get kicked out of the game for targeting, they probably win. Ohio State beats Clemson, knocks them out, loses to Alabama in a game that maybe would have been more competitive if Justin Fields wasn't hurt, if the starting running back didn't get a concussion on the first play of the game. So be it. Last year, tooth and nail with Georgia, had a field goal to to get to the national championship game, questionable non-targeting call, questionable allowing of a timeout on a fake punt, but still had a field goal to go to the national championship game, missed the field goal. Georgia goes on to beat the next team that beat Michigan 62-7. to So you think about the losses that Ryan Day has suffered. Yeah, they're, they're, they're losses. And they're bad losses. And they hurt. But we got to have a little patience. We have to have a little patience. Overall, he's 56 and 7. He's got to one national championship game. The field go away from another national championship game. He lost two games where the other team likely cheated, had an advantage. We lost the game by six points on the road. I think we're overreacting just a bit. Don't get me wrong. I get frustrated with Ryan Day as well. I think that's what we do as fans. But we also have to think about this. Ryan Day never had any type of controversy ever. He loves his players. He doesn't bring shame to the university. He's married. Does not out here cheating on his wife. They help people. Sometimes you have to really think about these type of things. Yes, Urban Meyer never lost to Michigan. But think about all the other things that Urban Meyer has done. <laughs> Let's think about it. Ryan Day's a good dude. He's a good coach. He's good for the university. Yes, he's lost to Michigan three times in a row. Twice under questionable circumstances. I understand the fan base is upset. We've been spoiled, okay? When you win 18 out of 20, you get spoiled. But there's no way in the world you can keep up that type of dominance over a, a, a team that's actually good. This is not us playing, you know, Indiana every year. Michigan, for the most part, for the entire rivalry, has been one of the top teams in college football. The fact that we were able to win 18 out of 20, 17, whatever it was out of 20, is insane in the first place. The fact that most of us went from 2000 to 2020 without with only one or two times suffering defeat our entire adult lifehood that's a blessing michigan is on a little run it happens in rivalries it happens in rivalries i hope ryan day is the coach for ohio state for a long time the time where so he can have 20 
games against Michigan. And maybe he's 10 and 10. Maybe he's 12 and 8. Maybe he's 8 and 12. But he brings pride to Ohio State. The players respect him. We're not a soft team. Soft teams don't just drive right up the field with seven runs in in a row. We're not soft. You don't be soft winning games the way that we've won games over the years. Brian Day is a good coach. I got his back. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make fun of him and, and, and question some of the play calls from time to time. But Ryan Day's a good coach. He's a good dude. He's good for the university. And I understand it's the game. But they cheated twice in it. Let's just be honest. Let's, let's give him a let's relax. Let's give him a shot. Now, granted, if he loses six, seven in a row, all right, I got you. I understand. I got you. Right, but if you gave John Cooper ten years, should give Ryan Day the ten years and see how it goes. Isn't that right, Sweeney? That's my daughter. She, she when I talk about Ohio State, she always has to come in and check on me, make sure I'm okay. Let me know if you agree or disagree uh, with what I'm saying. Before I get out of here, I want to talk about Josh Giddy. Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I think it was on Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Josh, uh, some videos came out uh, from some underage uh, girls or girls who we think are underage saying that they've had relations uh, with Mr. Giddy. Um, I, it's, it's very difficult to tell from the videos if it's one girl or two girls, the same girl. Um, they're all kind of blonde and, and look, you know, TikTok girls or whatever it may be. Uh, but the 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 videos were pretty, you know, damning. And uh, the NBA says they're investigating uh, this. But while they're investigating, uh, Josh uh, Giddy is still playing basketball, and a lot of people are wondering: Is there a double standard? Uh, for Josh Giddy, when other players have been suspended uh, for certain things that they've done on the court or off the court uh, that wouldn't go to the level of pedophilia. Uh, you know, you take someone like Kyrie Irving uh, that was suspended for posting a link to an Amazon book um, that you may or may not agree with. Uh, what was in, you know, Draymond Green is suspended for putting a chokehold on Rudy Gobert. <laughs> uh, you know, Kevin Porter uh, Jr., uh, even though he was he was cut, uh, believe, you know, he's going to be suspended, uh, even though his girlfriend is not saying that he didn't do anything to her. Uh, we've seen the NBA take actions on certain things. You, you, know, you take someone like Ja uh, Morant, uh, while obviously some of his actions uh, were not the smartest, uh, none of it seemed to be, you know, illegal, at least from the uh, police standpoint, you know, flashing uh, a gun, you know, being in a strip club, uh, you know, flashing a gun on Instagram is is not the brightest thing in the world, uh, but it's also, you know, not uh, illegal. Um, and, you know, he's been suspended for 50, you know, games for his, you know, activities on social media. 
Uh, he was suspended almost immediately, uh, initially, for, for some of the things that, that he had done on social media. And you have Josh uh, Gideon just kind of just out here just, you know, playing. So is there a, a double standard? Um, I think, and this is just my opinion, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking for the NBA. Um, I think the difference is... And you can agree or not. I'm not saying that I agree with the difference. I think the difference is with Josh Giddy, um, as far as the accusations is, he the the girls in question are not accusing him of anything inappropriate. Uh, they're not claiming that he assaulted them or raped them or did anything uh, like that. They're not suing him. To my understanding, there's no criminal. Um, investigation uh, going on. And second, the the information obviously is from social media. So it has to be vetted. Like how old are these girls really? Uh, how old was Giddy at the time? Uh, what's the age of consent? I believe in Oklahoma, it's shockingly low. 16 years old is pretty insane. Uh, to be honest with you. So if you, you're Josh Giddy and you tell the NBA, hey, uh, either A, I thought this girl was 18 or she's 16 and I was 19 at the time, I don't think there's much they could do while, you know, you definitely would raise an eyebrow to it um, and wonder, you know, what the hell is going on uh, legally. Uh, I don't think there's anything they could do. Now, I hear what you're saying. You're saying, okay, so legally, Maybe he didn't do anything, you know, wrong. If it was in Oklahoma, they were 16 years old, which is the age of consent, and uh, they're not accusing him of of doing anything to them. But the NBA has punished people for things that have not been illegal. You know, there's there's nothing illegal about posting a link to Amazon on your social media. I mean, there's, there's, there's literally nothing wrong with that. Uh, nothing illegal about that. Uh, while I am not a proponent of flashing guns on any level, there's nothing illegal uh, uh, about that. You know, the appearance of being with and having relationships with underage uh, girls is definitely uh, something just appearance-wise is not good for the NBA. And it seems like they do suspend players uh, if it does not make them look good to lead. Now, you have to take into consideration this is a league uh, that promoted and celebrates to this day Carl Malone. Carl Malone, who we know got a 13-year-old girl pregnant and refused to take care of the child for many years, uh, even though he was making millions of dollars. We saw what happened at the All-Star game um, last year. Um, now, granted, that was in the you know the, the, the 80s, and this is, the, this is 2023. You'll think things would be a little better. Uh, about this so there is a a double standard I, I feel like if you're going to suspend uh you know someone like Kyrie Irving someone like John Morant uh Kevin Porter uh for these things off the court and you know or you know you you, you remember when old boy said something about China and they, they got it he got fired if you're gonna do all this fining and suspending it seems like it would just be smart to just put them on the bench to suspend them. And then once you find out the information, 
once you find out what's going on, once you have all of the information and the facts, then that's when you come out and say, hey, we fully investigated this. It's X, Y, and Z. Either we're going to suspend them uh, for this or we're going to you know, continue to let him uh, play. That is... It seems like the smart way to do it. And I don't understand why uh, the NBA hasn't really did this. I don't think you should just be able to get away with a no comment of such a serious uh, accusation. So we have to see what happens uh, with Josh Giddy. We don't know if he has maybe the complexion for protection. Um, I don't know if these girls were from Israel or they were Jewish and this happened. He would probably already be suspended uh, for 50 games. Uh, follow me on X at BSO. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, BSO TV, uh, Facebook, Black Sports Online, TikTok, Robert Littell, uh, BSO, Instagram, BSO uh, TV. Hope you had a lovely uh, Thanksgiving uh, with your family and everything. Also, never forget, Thanksgiving itself is a terrible holiday as far as what it represents, but I will never, ever, ever hate on a black man, black woman uh, spending time getting a day off because we deserve it uh, with their family and everything. So happy you had a wonderful time and I'll see you again. I'm out.